you just killed mm-hmm. do you think anyone will ever actually listen to this podcast you never know I'm, we're hoping we're very hopeful hey we're hopeful but as they say in one of my favorite movies uh the guardian have you ever seen the guardian i have not i'm not talking about cleveland no okay cleveland. but i'm talking about guardian has kevin costner okay field of dreams right great movie and it's about this coast guard rescue swimmer up in alaska and there are all these dudes going through this just like insane training. Like, uh-huh. you know, people say like Navy SEALs go through like insane training, which they do, but like Coast Guard rescue swimmer training, it is unbelievably hard. And he looked at this one dude who's like struggling and he asked him, like, Do you think you're going to make this? He's like, I hope so, senior chief. And he looks at me, he's like, Hope don't float. So, hey, hope don't float. <laughs> Welcome to LR Weekly. Uh, I am Josh Russell. I am Christian Lemke. Okay, so you get the L and the R as our last names. Uh, and, and we're bringing you this podcast from my basement. Uh, we have the MLB Network going. And, and the funny thing is, is we're not even going to talk baseball right. at all. But it's what's on TV. There's nothing on TV. It's Tuesday, September 7th. There's nothing going on. But we, you know, we, we were sitting around Saturday and we said, we just want an outlet to talk football. It's, it's that time of year. It's a beautiful time of year. It's finally starting to cool off. It's, you know, the fall colors and it's starting to smell like pumpkin spice and everything nice. And it's time to get football going again. I walked into Strax the other day. For those of you listening in other parts of the world, Strax is a local grocery store chain. And right at the door, there's like this fall spice something. I don't know what it is, but I'm like. I need like a Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks with pumpkin spice. Yeah, yeah, that's what I. Have you ever had a pumpkin no, spice I latte? No. I don't even know what that means. I I don't either. But all I know is is when that comes out, it's football season, it's football. baby. It's and football. It's time to talk football. And, and one thing you and I kind of have in common is you know, we're pro football guys. You yep. know, we'll, we'll be sitting in our basement on Sundays. Texting back and forth constantly. So we're like, well, we enjoyed talking about it. Maybe other people enjoy listening to us talk about it. Right. Uh, we're going to make fun of each other. Absolutely. Because your football team hasn't won anything in our lifetime. We've gotten close, but no, you you You've right. gotten close. You know, you lost to Peyton Manning. Right. That's fine. Um, I don't really know what you make. I guess we're 0-4 in NFC Championship games in like right. the last seven yeah. years. Right, yeah. I mean, so I, you, there's things that we make fun of each other for. Right. Well, if you can't figure it out yet, I'm a I'm a Bears fan and Josh is a a Packers fan. But you and know, we, we decide to do this, know, put ourselves in an enclosed space and talk about football. Right. I'm sure nothing will possibly go wrong. go wrong. Yeah. So I think one of the things you do when when you look at the landscape of the NFL is that. There were a whole lot of storylines from this offseason. And and we're each going to pick out two or three. Right. And we're going to talk about. Um, The first one I want to talk about is a little Roll Tide. Okay. I'm a Kentucky football fan. Okay. So, like, I get a lot of, like, what do you you mean you're a Kentucky? I'm a Kentucky football fan. Mark Stoops, why not Kentucky? Okay. So, I pay attention a lot to SEC football. I think the SEC is as close to minor league NFL as you get. I would agree with that. It is the SEC. And then there's a huge gap, and then it's every other college football conference. Yep. Pretty soon, it's just going to be the SEC. Yeah, right. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> we're just going to do that. 
But I think one thing that you have to look at is these Alabama rookies and maybe even second-year Alabama players and what they're going to do this year. I mean, you have what has been crowned as the next heir to the evil empire up in New England. I think you you look at Mac Jones. Is there a better coach for Mac Jones than Bill Belichick? No. I I don't think so. No, and I think that... He's going to be very successful in that system. And you know it's crazy when you are teaching a, I don't know, eight- or nine-year veteran the playbook. So you know that Mac Jones has the intelligence to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's already proven that. And I think you look, and I think he has a lot of weapons. He does. Up there. Whether it's Jacoby Myers, whether it's you know looking across the board – Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. And then you combine that with Bill Belichick. Yeah. And I think you saw the last couple years, or last year, what happens when Bill Belichick doesn't really have a quarterback. Right. Because Cam, you know, Cam tried, but you would have those throws where his receiver's 15 yards downfield and the ball goes eight. Right. And and you just kind of look. So what is the Mac Jones-New England relationship going to look like? Then you go to the second pair, or the second part of the roll-tie pair last year, Jalen Waddle. Getting to play again with his old buddy Tua in Miami. Can Tua stay healthy in Miami? I, I think that's a huge question. Right. Because, I mean, since his last college season, Tua's not stayed healthy. Right. And I think that's always been worrisome with your you know your your dual threat quarterbacks but but I think when you combine Tua you combine Mac when you combine the young wide receivers coming Alabama I think this year could be a massive massive year for guys coming from Alabama yeah and I'm going to kind of push off of that and say that a big storyline including Mac Jones is these rookie quarterbacks I think you have Mac Jones and you have Zach Wilson and you have you know, hopefully Justin Fields, and you have Trey Lance in San Francisco, and then obviously Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. And it's like, who of these guys has the most, I wouldn't even say the best system, but who has the best chance to succeed in their first year in the NFL? And I think that's a big storyline. Is is it going to be Urban Meyer leading Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville? Doesn't seem that right now Urban Meyer's being received well in Jacksonville by his players. Um, is it going to be, is Trey Lance going to end up taking over for Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, we're looking at right now, Garoppolo's the week one starter in San Francisco. Does he take over? Because, uh, you know, you have Kittle in San Francisco. You have Raheem Mostert as a running back. Uh, you have an opportunity to succeed there. And then obviously, we you just talked about Mac Jones in New England, but then the biggest one, and I don't know if you call it a homer for me, is what is Justin Fields going to do when he gets the opportunity, when he's given the keys to the Chicago car and gets to operate in that offense? What is it going to be like? Um, But I I think that's a great, the biggest question, the storyline is which one of those rookie quarterbacks is going to have the best season, and then be on the best path to succeed for years to come. And I think, okay, so I'm a Packer fan, and one of the things I've always made fun of you about is <laughs> you guys haven't had a quarterback. I mean, like, smoking Jay Cutler has probably been your best quarterback in our lifetime. Yep. 
and, and okay, he was serviceable at best. Yeah. I, I think is a fair way to put it. Jay benefited from some incredible defenses. And the frustrating part for me as a Packer fan is I'm sitting here and I'm like, Justin Fields is your quarterback. I can understand not starting him week one because whoever the Bears starting quarterback is week one might not be alive week two. Right. I mean, the Rams- and, and we'll get into that game a little bit. Yeah. But, you, you know, you mentioned when is he given the keys what is Matt Nagy waiting? I, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that Matt Nagy has to be on the hot seat. Right, he is. He is definitely on the hot seat. Him and Pace both are on the hot seat. So that's a storyline in itself. Are you? When is Nagy going to say, hey guys, listen, I don't care about the longevity of this franchise. Because if I don't care about the right, right now, there's not going to be, I'm not going to be a part of this franchise anymore. So, But again, the storyline for me, rookie quarterbacks... Which one is going to be like, man, I wish we would have taken him. Or, man, you know, Jacksonville was lucky to have the first-round pick and have Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that's what, to me, is very exciting to see these young guys in the league. I'm going to jump, jump now from my second point to the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Instead of these young guys, I want to talk about the old guy. Yeah. I mean, okay, so Tom Brady... They won the 2002 Super Bowl. 2002. Like, we are coming up on the 20-year anniversary of Tom Brady winning his first Super Bowl. And the man is still around. And he's not just around. He's doing it better than anyone. And it's unbelievable. I mean, you look at, okay, the Buccaneers before they they signed Tom Brady. They had James. Jameis is still, I guess you can consider him a starting quarterback in the NFL. I guess. So you look at that. Before Tom Brady got there, that offense was not good. They had good pieces. They had Mike Evans. You have something, a serviceable run game. And then all of a sudden, last year, they go from serviceable to Super Bowl. Granted, that defense also had a lot to do with that. Like, like let, let, let's not try to make mince meat here out of what it was. That defense helped a lot. But you're looking at now the third decade of Tom Brady. The man's 44 years old, and he's been in the league for 22 years. So he's, he's played, played in the NFL half, half of, his, of life. his life. Half of his it's life. It's unbelievable. And he's so, you know, I, I told my wife, Crystal, who's a huge, I would give her a shout out, huge Colts fan, hated Tom Brady, hated Tom Brady. And then you you just sit back and you go, how can I hate this guy? He is living his best life at 44 years old, playing the game that he loves, and he's having a blast, and he's playing golf with Phil Mickelson, and he's just... He's just a fun guy to watch, and I've become more and more of a Tom Brady fan, um, just appreciating his love of his craft and how he goes about his business. I'm an Aaron Rodgers stan. I think it's safe to Being a Packer fan, I love 12. We'll get to that saga. The, the biggest thing that I always say that surprises people is don't even put Aaron in the same conversation as 12. 
Because he... The amount of rings that he has won. The longevity with which he has done it. He's been winning Super Bowl since Aaron Rodgers was in high school. Yep. Yeah, he's... He's just fun to watch. And that's one of the things that I'm excited about. First game of the season, just seeing what he looks like out of the gate. Against a young, I mean, Dak is coming off an injury. But we'll obviously get to that when we talk about the games. But um, Tom is just next level. So, my final storyline. And it's a selfish one. The soap opera that is the Green Bay Packers. The soap opera. They are a soap opera. The entire offseason, it was, will he, won't he, will they let him make decisions on the roster, will they not let him make decisions on the roster, he's unhappy, he's playing golf here, he wants to go here, and it, it was just exhausting, to the point that you and I were talking playing golf one day, I said, just trade him. I mean, on Get draft day, on draft day, I told... The two principals in my building, I said, I fully expect to come in here on Friday and Aaron Rodgers to no longer be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. I was ready for that. Because if you look at how they had progressed all offseason, it was to the point Jordan Love was the guy. Right. With the reigning MVP just as the massive, I don't even want to call it elephant in the room. You just had the reigning league MVP. And then you had a franchise who didn't really give him what he wanted. Now, I don't fault the Packers organization for it. Like, they have their stuff that they have to stand up for. Rodgers has what he thinks he deserves. They couldn't come to grips. And they couldn't come to, you know, I guess they kind of came to a mutual agreement for this year, at least. Well, what happens? Okay, my fantasy team name, The Last Dance. Because I this is The Last Dance. For 12 as a Green Bay Packer. Yeah. They brought back Rodgers so we can have more Rodgers to Cobb, which everyone needs more Rodgers to Cobb. I won't go there yet. Please don't. I won't. Don't say fourth and eight. For- I, I'm not, I'm not going to say fourth and eight for the division. I'm, I'm not going to go there. Please don't. But like th- this is the last dance. So what does this last dance for the Green Bay Packers? Because look, I think it was on NFL Network. They had like the top five teams with wins the last decade. It was the Patriots, it was the Seahawks, and it was the Packers. Like the last decade, the Packers have won 10 games a year, if not more. So you have a team that, in all honesty, is probably the second favorite in the NFC to make it out of the NFC. But then you still have hanging over their head for the entire year what happens when the season is over. And that's going to be a question. And I think that's going to be a problem. And I think it's it might just be... You know, kind of like the Bulls. It's just like everybody knows this is it. And it's just a matter of does Rodgers take this opportunity to finally get over the hump and take his team to the Super Bowl? And, you know, I mean, gosh, to have Devontae Adams to throw the football to. And that entire receiving core. Right. And Robert Tunyon and... Aaron Jones, and it's just like... And then you don't even throw in Marquez Valdez-Scantling. You don't even throw in Alan Lazard. I mean, right. Like you, you look top to bottom, and save for maybe Tennessee, Rodgers now has his best group of weapons ever. Right, and everybody, you know, on draft night, they just keep going back to the fact that Rodgers hasn't had 
help. And it's like, all right, you know, he had this group last year, so you can't tell me he didn't have help. He had um, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, you know, those days that haunt me to this day in my sleep. (laughs) The man has had help. I think it's just on the other side of the ball. Oh, it's 100% on the other side of the ball. And so... I, I'm very interested, especially as a Bears fan, I'm hopeful that this is the last dance. Um, but at the same time, it's really difficult for me to say this, Josh, but I love to hate Aaron Rodgers. He, he's that guy. You know, I mean, and, and I think that's one of the biggest similarities with him and uh, Tom Brady. You love to hate him. And, and the thing about them both... Is that they do things that they know will make you hate them. Right. And they don't care. And I and I think it's kind of like how everyone says like Tiger Woods. Without Tiger Woods, golf isn't the same. It's like when Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are gone, NFL is going to be completely different. You know, and I understand these new era of quarterbacks are coming. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Is it the same though? It's it to me it's not because you know, I okay, Patrick Mahomes is on a different planet though. Like these no-look passes and all that stuff. But Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady to be true pocket passers and be as good as they are and stay healthy as long as they have is impressive. And I think that's you know that's what you see is you know you were talking about all these rookie quarterbacks, but then you also got these dudes. And I mean, let's not lie here, Russ isn't young. No. He's not a young pup anymore. Not anymore. And I think just as much as you have these young guys. You're, you're, I mean, you're going to be seeing a changing of the guard. Yep. Because does excuse, does Aaron continue to play? I, I don't know. I think he'd sign for an incredible amount of money somewhere else. Right. But I think that you know, as we look at this, you go into some of these divisions. I mean, some of these divisions, like at, at the start of the AFC North. Who in the world is going to win the AFC North? I, you know, that's in the AFC uh, might be the best division top to bottom. You have the Browns, the Ravens, the Steelers, and then the Bengals. I truly think that the Bengals are much improved. If you can get a healthy Joe Burrow, you know, and just you got Joe Mixon as a running back, that's, you know, you have solid pieces that, you know, The Bengals, they got solid pieces. They're you got Jamar Chase, their new rookie wide receiver from LSU, huge guy that you know Joe Burrow can throw the ball to. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, they're good. Their defense is good. They could make a push at this. Now I'm not saying they can make a push and win to the division, but they're not a pushover. I think if you look at that division, I would not count on any team finishing worse. Then maybe six and eleven, I w- seven and ten. I think is probably your ceiling for the Bengals. Yeah, I and but th- then you keep going up. Steelers, Browns, Ravens. I think you could take either one of those teams. Either one of them. Do you, any of them? Do you guarantee? I would almost guarantee that one wild card team comes out of the North. 
Oh, I, I think that's very safe to say. You could even have two wild card teams. You come could, out of and that. I think that that's where you get to the interesting question here of, okay, so when these guys play each other twice mm-hmm. in the division, they're just going to beat up each other. Right. And so then it comes into, okay, what can you do outside of your division yeah. that I think could overall decide this? Right. Because you're, you, know, you could look at a team, you'll say the Steelers or the Browns, who go 3-3 three and three in the division. Okay, so then what are you going to do outside? If you go three and three in the division, but then all of a sudden you're, you just start dominating people outside of your division, it, it's fascinating because I don't think there's been in a long time a division that is this competitive, but more importantly, this good. Right. And you, you had the NFC South when you're like, wow, like seven and nine probably wins this division. But that didn't mean they were good. Right. And last year you had the Steelers at 12 and 4, Ravens and Browns both at 11 and 5. And I mean, obviously this year you throw in the extra game. You know, this is a completely wide open division. Um, you got what is, how much longer does Big Ben have? You know, that's a huge question that, you know, Rodgers and Big Ben came in in the league in the same year. They're both playing. And I think with Big Ben, it's just, can you stay healthy? And and I think you also, in talks of the AFC North, you also have to look at the AFC as a whole and just how deep the AFC is. I mean, it used to be you got 10 wins, you made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But now I can count probably seven, eight, maybe even nine teams that I could say 10 wins isn't a stretch. So in the North, any of these three, Steelers, Browns, Ravens, 10 wins, I think, is very, very doable. Right. I think you go to the AFC South. Titans and Colts, both, I think, can get right around that 10-win mark. You go to the West. Chiefs, Chargers. I'm not saying that the Raiders aren't going to get 10 wins. You know, you got to give some love to the Raiders. And, you know, they're... and then if you look at the East, the Bills might be the best team in football. And the Patriots. So without really even trying, there's 11 teams right there. That could have 10 wins. If you have a conference with 10 wins, you're going to have teams with 10 wins missing the playoffs. Right, and you you forgot Miami. Miami's a good team, too, that can make the playoffs. And it's just, you know, and going so going back to the north, let's just, are, we're going to pick, pick our winners. Absolutely. So we'll start in the AFC North. We talked about the north. I'm picking the Baltimore Ravens. I just think their defense is too good. I think that Lamar will have a great year. I just I just think that that team is not going to disappoint this season. I just don't think Big Ben's got enough left in the tank to make it a full season. I don't think he's going to play the full season. And the Browns, it's just like, you know, they're just such a wild card. You don't know what kind of Mayfield you're going to get that day. You know, is Odell going to be healthy? Um, but the Browns, I would almost say that the it goes Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Bengals. I think that the Browns are in a better position for longevity than the Steelers. Steelers got to win right now, and I don't think they're going to. Devontae back, no matter what. Cleveland Browns, AFC North champs. Okay. Let's move to the East. And I think th- th- this one's easy for me. 
I think Mac Jones is going to be good. It does not matter. Mitchell Trubisky is going to be just that much better. I, mean, I agree, Josh. <laughs> Can we talk about this? Okay. Like, do you remember, what was that, four years ago? Like, we're sitting, I th- we're watching the draft at my house. Mm-hmm. The Bears draft Trubisky. You are so fired up about this draft. Like, the Bears, like, this is going to finally be the year. They draft Trubisky. I just start dying laughing. Like, cry. And you almost just walk out of my house. And now he's a backup. Like, he did five years backup, he's done. Yeah, tearing the Bears up in the preseason. So, this is a one-team division. Oh, and not even close. It's not even close. I think that this could very, very well have the MVP of the league. Josh Allen. I think he's unbelievably talented. I think the Bills run away with this division. I think 11 wins is the floor. I think 14-15 is the ceiling. I don't know if anyone else in this division is over 500. I think that the Jets are going to be better. Can you Zach. be worse? Right, I, yes. You Well, no, but Zach will help that team be a better t- overall football team and compete. But in Mac Jones in New England and Tua in Miami, but it's just like Josh Allen is just right now pl- his he's at an elite status. And we were talking about this on Saturday. Does Josh Allen make it into that tier one of NFL quarterbacks right now? And that was interesting. It was me, you, my dad. We're sitting there talking about that. And the more that I think about it, like, if you gave him the weapons that Tom Brady has, that Aaron Rodgers has, I and again, this sounds weird, talking about a guy who really, up until last year, wasn't as much of a household name as he should have been. Um, but I think this year, not only does he make that jump, I think he wins the MVP. Now, am I saying that he's the best, necessarily the best quarterback in the NFL? I don't know about that. But I think almost like what used to happen with Jordan, you get tired of voting the same guy for the MVP over and over again. I think Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, like people are, it's old. I think Josh Allen could be that you know that new attractive girl who moves in from somewhere, who gets all the attention this year. Yeah, and I think I mean it, it's the Bills' division to lose, assuming that Josh Allen stays healthy, everything goes according to plan. Bills' division to lose, not even close. Yeah, I would agree. Bills' division to lose, but I actually I don't know if um, Josh Allen wins the MVP. I I just. I have a hard time believing that Aaron Rodgers doesn't win this year's MVP. I think he's going to be, and I will get to that later, but um, I agree. Bill's division to lose. I think that all the teams in that division in the East are going to be better. I think the Jets are going to be better. New England's going to be better. Miami is going to be better, depending on what kind of Tua they get. I actually have the Patriots finishing over Miami. I think Mac Jones is going to be... Very good this season, and I think it's going to be Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets. I think that that Patriots, Dolphins situation also has so much to do with the other side of the ball, right? Too like, and I mean, it's just it's Bill Belichick, and I mean, I don't think, I mean, if he could get anything out of Cam Newton, 
he's going to get a lot out of Mac Jones. Yeah. So, but that takes us to the South. I guess loosely affiliated with this podcast. My family are Titans fans. My mom grew up in the Nashville area. Your wife's a Colts fan. Yep. And, and I really think those are the only two teams that have a chance. And, and I mean, what, one of the reasons I like to focus more on positive sort of things, um, just the Deshaun Watson stuff. Like, I don't even want to talk about it. But that, that's going to be such a problem for the Texans. Right. If the Texans win five games, I think their GM and their coach should win Coach of the Year and GM of the Year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a mess. T- the ten- you know, Tennessee, we also know a Tennessee Titan. Sam kicking Ficken. We do. Like, we, like and this isn't just like a, oh, like, he grew up in our hometown. No, like, we graduated with his brother. Yeah. We played basketball Baseball, soccer, everything with the kid growing up. The kid's so good, too. I mean, just everything. I'm so happy he won that job in Tennessee. And I just I can't wait to see him uh, just do great things and hopefully get to kick in the playoffs again like he did when he was with the Rams and he filled in for Greg the Leg when he got injured. And um, But... Yeah, my wife's a Colts fan, so by default, I have to watch the Colts on Sunday. Um, not saying I don't like the Colts, but I'm still sour about the Super Bowl in 2006. Are you ever going to get over that? Probably not. Okay. But here's the problem. Hey, at least you're honest about it. Uh, yeah, and that's, you know, but it's like Rex Grossman was our quarterback. Did you really <laughs> win a Super Bowl? Like, I don't. I don't even know if we that you know. Everyone said last year had an asterisk because of COVID. I think the Gr- Rex Grossman is a bigger asterisk than COVID at this point. Because, <laughs> but anyway, um, the Colts and Carson Wentz. I'm so excited to see how that pans out. If his offensive line stays healthy, if Quentin Nelson can stay healthy, that Colts offensive line with Wentz. Could be real good. My only question with the Colts is, so they had Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning retired. Or kind of. Kind of. Asked to leave. And, and then he went to Denver and then it just got weird. And, and then Andrew Luck was supposed to be the guy. He never really was. I mean, he had a couple of good years. But he was never the guy that he was supposed to be. Right. And since when? Since then, he had Jacoby Brissett. I, I just I feel like the Colts have been consistently inconsistent with what they put on the field. Yeah. But and, and my problem is, you go down sixty five four hours, and you have a team who I think has finally found their consistency, because they had a guy in Mariota who they thought was going to be the face. And he just, through injuries and whatever else, Marcus did not turn to be that guy. But Tannehill has. And you combine Ryan Tannehill with probably the best receiving core in football. Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are going to be amazing together. And then you add in the best running back in football. He's the best running back in football. I don't care what anyone says. He might not put up the huge numbers but give me a more consistent, more punishing, and still able to run away from dudes than Derrick Henry. Right. They don't exist. Right. And I think when you look at that, you're going to have to score 35-plus points a game 
to beat the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, you're going to have to play incredible defense because if you're worried about the pass, all Tannehill's got to do is turn around and hand it off to right. him. And that's the thing. Like, okay, so if you're only going to put, you know, six, seven guys in the box, well, Derrick Henry's just going to run. But then if you pat the box, then you got to go one on one with those receivers. And I'm, I'm going to take those receivers one on one with anybody. Right. And so I don't think, I think the Colts can maybe challenge. I think this can be a division that, you know, week 16, 17, 18, there's still question marks. But I don't think that the Colts have enough. I'm taking the Titans in the South. Um, I have a hard time picking the Colts. So I'm going to pick the Titans. There we go. <laughs> and, uh, and, can, can, I'm, 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 Text Crystal right now. Yeah, don't do that. Okay, I, don't do the only reason I'm I'm picking the Titans is because of what you just said. That offense and those weapons. It, and Tannehill's a guy that's not going to turn the ball over a ton. He's smart. Wentz is a guy that will turn the ball over a lot. And, and I think with Tannehill, I think Tannehill knows who he is. Right. You know, we, we talk about it with golf courses. Like, hey, know what you are as a golf course. If you're a nice golf course, be a nice golf course. If you're not, be Hamlet. And, <laughs> and and I think with Tannehill, he knows he's not a Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes. Right. He knows that. But he is so consistent. Yeah. He's 250, two tutties a game. Yep. And if you get 250, two, three tutties, you don't turn the ball over, and you turn around and you hand the ball to Derrick Henry 30, 40 times a game, you're good to go. You're going to win the division. Yeah. And I, I have the Titans winning the division. And the Colts, I do have the Colts making the playoffs. I think they're gonna, that wild card. Yeah, I think they're going to make the wild card. I think they're going to make the playoffs. If and that's a huge asterisk, if Wentz could stay healthy, that's been Wentz's, you know, Achilles Fred. heel since he came into Fred. the league. You know, it took a Foles to win the Super Bowl for Philly because Wentz got hurt. Wentz is constantly hurt, so they're like, let's put him behind a good line and let's hope that he could stay healthy. I hope he can stay healthy because I think it'll make it a fun football season in Indiana. But unfortunately, you got AJ Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry. It's just not staring you down. So I got the Titans winning the division. Moving on to something else that isn't fair, just the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just not fair. Well, the, talk about weapons. It's we're, not fair. So we're just like drooling over AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Oh, um, Kill, um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Travis Kell. I, you, where do you stop? McCall Hardman, who's one of the fastest. He's up there with Tyree Kills, one of the fast. You got two of the fastest receivers in the NFL, and then you throw in the genius that is Andy Reid. Oh, and you have probably the most dynamic player in all football, and Patrick Mahomes throwing them the ball. No look behind the back, whatever else he's going to throw out this year. Or in the Super Bowl when he's literally running for his life and throwing the ball, going to the ground. On one leg. Better than most quarterbacks in the NFL. And again, I think this is a division that has two, three. It has one very, very good team. It has three good teams. This division houses my... Most, so it's going to be the most surprising team in football this year, and that's the Los Angeles Chargers. I think Justin Herbert is a dynamic quarterback. 
Eckler was hurt last year. You so get, you get him back, and people forget. And I mean, I don't think enough people talk about this. Justin Herbert just set a rookie record. And Keenan Allen is just as good as a receiver as there is in the NFL. They're going to be a good football team. And I think that they are good enough to even challenge the Chiefs. But at the end, are you really going to take the Chiefs? Probably I still not. think the Chiefs end up probably 13-4. and four. I mean, I think if you were to give me... I mean, it's the Chiefs and it's the Bills. And I don't really think there's anyone else on that tier in the entire AFC. I do think that the Chargers are interesting. I think that the Raiders are interesting. The Broncos... 500, you know, I well, and that's where you can't go 500 anymore in the NFL. Mm-mm. So I think, isn't that weird to say? Like, normally it's like, you know, this is a 500 football team, and now well, it's like, okay, it's like that's statistically sub. impossible for a team to be 500. Right. I think they're a sub 500 football team. Yep. And I think if they played in almost any other division, they might tip north of 500. Yep. But when you have six games against the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Raiders, Okay, good luck. Yep. I, I mean, that that is a tough road for them. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the I'm Chiefs. I'm assuming you're taking the Chiefs. Yep. That moves us into probably the worst division in all of football. That's the NFC East. <laughs> and here's the thing. I have a really good friend that's an Eagles fan, Jason Hogue. They're so bad. Like, it, every single team in this division. But here's the thing. Going into every season, regardless of how good or bad you are, you have a chance to win this division. Right. And it's it's one of those things where 10 wins, I think, might run away with this division. I mean, you have the football team who... The Washington football team is the defending champs in this division. At 7-9. and nine. They won the division at 7-9. and nine. This is just like in a couple years ago in the South. Yes. When the Panthers won that division... At, or the Falcons or whoever it was, and it was like a 6-10 and 10 record or something ridiculous. Now, I think we also have to say, okay, that's without Dak in Dallas. It's without Saquon in New York. So, does this division look different this year? Absolutely it does. Do I think that Dak Prescott is a necessarily a season-changing quarterback? That's, that's a huge leap to take. I mean, if you say that this dude literally changes, like, legitimately changes a season, you're putting him in a top tier. Yeah. I don't know if I can say that because of everything that surrounds him. I think Zeke, if Zeke stays healthy. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, that's a good football team. So you have have pieces, and I think the hard knocks with them this, this fall has been fascinating. But Dak's already going through health problems again. He already has the strained shoulder. And so you look, Zeke really didn't take a full workload. So what's now all of a sudden going to happen when Zeke's getting hit 50, 60 times a game? Is he going to stand up? I don't know. But I look at this division, it's a whole bunch of I don't knows. I think a 10-win team wins this division. The biggest wild card for me in this division is the New York football giants. And it's because Saquon Barkley. The guy is a, dem- a dynamic running back. He changes the game. He is tough runner. What is he like when he comes back from that ACL injury? Is it, and he's on course to play week one. You know they have Kenny Galladay now. They have Sterling Shepard. Evan Ingram's a dynamic tight end. 
Daniel Jones has some good pieces. Can New York get back to the Eli Manning days? Now, I don't think that they have a good enough defense. Or Because that's the thing. Eli wasn't that good a quarterback. No, but their defenses were always... It was so good. So, it's like... Daniel Jones, I think, is a good quarterback, but I don't think he's the best quarterback in this division. I think it's Dak, Jalen Hurts, Fitzmagic, then Daniel Jones. And see, I think if Fitzmagic is just even, if he's even on touchdowns and interceptions, don't turn the ball over, I think Washington wins this division. Yeah, I'm going to take Washington... Simply because I don't trust anyone else to stay healthy. I'm taking Dallas. I really like the boys. I'm not calling them America's team anymore because they're not. I don't care what anyone says. They're not America's team. Talk about not winning anything in a long time. Holy mackerel. So I'm going Dallas, Washington, New York. And Philadelphia. You and I both have iPhones, correct? Yes. Yeah, that wasn't around the last time there was a division repeater. I mean, 2004 was the last time someone repeated. So I think there's a lot of fun storylines there. All right. Let's go to the north. You sure you don't want to save that for last? I I, all right. Let, let's save it for last. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the south. It's the Buccaneers division to lose. <laughs> it's not even close. No one else in that division will be above 500. Mm-hmm. I said what I said. Tom Brady, Bucks. 12 to 14 wins. Easy. Stamp it. Easy. Bucks roll. Probably have the division wrapped up by week 13. I think that this is the most clear-cut division because of you take away Drew Brees. Now, Jameis Winston is the most wild-card quarterback in the NFL. You honestly, it's like a a poor man's Jay Cutler. You really don't know what you're going to get week to week from him. Is he going, you know, he's got good arm strength. He can, you know... Dot the eye with the football. He is a good quarterback when he's good. But when When he's he's bad, he is bad. And I don't think New Orleans has enough to withstand him being bad. And and I think that's the difference because you got to go, you got to play the Buccaneers twice. And that Buccaneers defense, I mean, they got Aaron Rodgers' head last year. I think that was week four. That the Packers and Bucks played last year. Mm-hmm. They got in Rodgers' head. And that Bucks team stayed in Rodgers' head all through the entire season. Yeah. And I don't think that Jameis... I think Jameis is a very, very good quarterback. Jameis cannot take that team to the next level. Yeah, And Carolina is going to be much improved with Sam Darnold. I really, truly believe that. I think Sam Darnold, new team. Um, CMC, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore... It, it, you got good pieces in Carolina. See what Sam can do. But, again, you're not going to come close to You're, you're not going to beat the Bucks, And I think it has just as much to do with the Tampa Bay defense yes. as it does the Tom, Tampa Bay offense. Yeah, Tom Brady is a good quarterback. But, man, you give him a great defense like what Tampa Bay if has. If he scores 21, 24 points a game, nine times out of ten, that defense is going to be fine. Yep. So that takes us it's almost like you shift because the NFC West I if we had a hat and some paper we could just put them in a hat and pick because, because I could see any of these teams win. So I, you know we talked previously about the AFC North. I think the NFC West is the AFC North of foot of the NFC. I yeah. think top to bottom I said before I think the AFC North was 
a good division. This is the best division in football, period. Because the 49ers, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Seahawks are all playoff caliber teams. And it's crazy to say that about the 49ers. And you know what? They they were one of the worst teams in football last year. They... The problem was there's so, injuries. Injuries killed San Francisco last year. No Bosa. Garoppolo got hurt. And it's just like in, uh, Kittle was hurt. It, that It's tough to win football games when your, your core players are hurt like that. And so you look at it, like you said, I could pick a name out of a hat here, and I mean I would be fine with any of them. That being the case, I think that the Rams have one of, if not the best defense in football. And, sure, Jimmy G is fine. Russ is not what he used to be. In fact, I would go as far as to say, if you didn't have that Legion of Boom secondary, Russ Wilson never makes it to a Super Bowl. Bold take. Hot take. Yeah, Stand by it. Stand by it. I think that the Rams might slow start possible. They're going to win week one. But could see four and four start. But then I think you could see a seven and two, eight and one finish. And they end up winning the division by a game, two games taking the Rams. Uh, I I would agree with you that the Rams are going to be much improved. I think um, when the trade was made from for Goff and, and Stafford, I said, you're trading the same quarterback. But then I sat down and I really thought about it. And Stafford was a great quarterback when he had Calvin Johnson. Since Calvin Johnson in Detroit, who has Matthew Stafford had to throw the ball to? Oh, the answer Kenny, is no one. Kenny Galladay, Golden Tate. Right, but but see, the thing is, is that... Marvin Jones Jr. Defenses could focus on those guys. Right. And he never had a run game. No. So, okay, I mean, I'm, I'm still taking the Rams. That's what I... And Stafford has now had... He has Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, two... Of the best wide receivers in the NFL, cup that with a amazing defense could be the division winner, but not so fast. Says right, Lee, Lee Corso. Corso, calm it down. Not so fast. Arizona Cardinals are going to win this division. Whoa! You want to talk about a hot take? This is a hot take. Hot take. A hot take over here. I am sold on Kyler Murray and Hop. I think they're going to be. Dynamic this year. I don't think Seattle is like you said. I don't think Russ is what he used to be. He's still going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but he's not going to be Russell Wilson. There's still Russell Wilson's birth. Who just picked? I picked the Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals. I did. I am. You so- picked the Arizona Cardinals. I did. I I am sold on Kyler Murray. I think that they're going to be good. I think the Rams are going to be good, but I think the Cardinals are going to win the division. You picked that. You picked that. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Bold. I that is that bold. that I, that is that is my hot. that is take. the boldest take I've had. But it's because I think the division's so good. They're gonna get. They're gonna beat up on each other, and I think the Arizona Cardinals are gonna find ways to win football games with Kyler because I think he is the 
one quarterback in that division that can win you a game. I think Stafford can win you a game, but I also think he can lose, lose you. Games. I think Russ can win you a game, but he, with his offensive line struggling as much as they have and him running for his life, I don't know if Russ makes it through the season this year. Correct. I have Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals winning Bold that division. Takes. Hot take. Red pennant, blue pennant, no pencil marks. Takes. Write it down. Love it. So, Speaking of hot takes... Let's talk about the NFC. Let's talk about the NFC North. This is going to be fun. I'm glad we saved this for last. I'm glad you. Packers are winning the division. You by four games. Okay, so by four games, the Packers are going to win the North, but Justin Fields is going to get the ball in Chicago. That's fine. I don't. I'm telling you right now, Detroit is not going to be good, and I don't think Minnesota is going to be very good. I think that the Bears are seven and ten at best. The Bears are seven and ten at best. I don't think so. I really, truly don't think so. I think the Bears are a wild card team. I think the Bears are just there. With they'll be, if not the first wild card or second wild card team. I do this quickly. Rams, loss. Bengals, win. Win. Browns, win. No. Win. Okay, fine. Lions, win. win. Okay, so you're three and one. Raiders, Raiders loss. Mm. Packers, loss. Mm. Bucks, loss. Niners, loss. Steelers, gee. Ravens, loss. Like, where are you getting nine wins? I'll tell you where I'm getting nine wins. They're going to beat the Vikings twice. They haven't lost to the Vikings since okay, like so the there's two. World War One. They haven't You'll lost. You'll beat the Bengals. That's three. They're going to beat the Lions. Twice. Okay, we'll say there's twice five. five. They'll beat... They'll beat the Packers once. No, they won't. Yes, they will. No, they won't. They're going to beat Green Bay at home on October 17th. No, they won't. Yeah, they will. They're going to beat the Raiders. No, they won't. And they're going to... They're not going to Vegas and beating the Raiders. You're out of your mind. You always do this. (laughs) You always do this. Mitchell Trubisky's the quarterback. He's going to be there. You bought a jersey. You said, we have our quarterback. And I'm laughing at you because I'm like, dude played 17 games in college. It was... Garbage. Here's the thing, though. I'm not telling you the Bears are going to win the division. You just said they're going to be a wild card team. Exactly. They're not. I'm okay. Red pennant, baby. Okay, going through this. Going through this. If that, if you are telling me that they are going to be a wild card team, you are saying that they are better than one of the following. Okay, you are saying they're better than one of the following. The Saints. They are better than the Saints. The Rams and the Seahawks. They're better than the Seahawks. They're no, gonna, they're, they're not. They're going to be better than the Seahawks. Yes, they are. They're not. Right now, they're not because Andy Dalton's the quarterback. But I am telling you right now, this offense is going to get clicking when Justin Fields gets the ball. I don't care what anybody says. Mooney, Robinson, Montgomery, Komet, Jimmy Graham, Book it, Bears, wild card team. Get on the bus or get out. Because this team is going to surprise people. 
Josh, do you realize the Bears still have one of the best defenses in football? Yes, they lost Kyle, Kyler, or Kyle Fuller. Oh, well. We get Eddie Goldman back. We have Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack. Roquan Smith might be one of the best linebackers in football. Oh, I would put him over Khalil Mack right I, I, now. Okay, that, that that's a point that I want to get to. 2019, Khalil Mack was a game-changing outside linebacker. He's not anymore. I think he took that step back. And I think that that's where my biggest concern comes in with the Bears is, okay, you had one of the best defenses. Had. I don't think it's there. See, and I, I think I it's... don't, and I get Roquan, all these other guys. I get that. Okay, I get it. I think, and like you said, the Bears have pieces. I think that the Bears' biggest problem is the dude wearing the headset. I don't think Matt Nagy has the. I, I don't want to say ability. I don't think he's that guy. I think we're still waiting to see because we haven't gotten to see what he okay, would do. but how many years has okay. he had? Okay, but here's the problem. He hasn't had a quarterback that he wanted. He wanted Justin Fields, period. Okay, but here's my problem. If that's the case, are you saying then that Ryan Pace was the sole reason, or maybe it was the McCaskies, I don't know. That they picked Mitchell Trubisky. Whose quarterback was that guy? It was Pace. It was Pace. Okay. I still don't think Pace makes that decision without input from Nagy. Nagy wasn't in the in the room when they made that decision. It was John John Fox. That's true. But I still think you look minus Justin Fields. The pieces are still the same. I. Yes or no? They are, but I'm saying I truly, I truly believe. If you, if you are saying what you truly believe, okay, then you are saying that Justin Fields, as a rookie, is going to take a below mediocre football team to the playoffs. Mitchell really? Trubisky, really? Mitchell Trubisky led this team to a playoff last year. I don't know if you realize that or not. Trubisky did, and they went on a four-game losing streak with Nick Foles. It was abysmal. If you get a guy that can move the pocket and throw the ball on the run like Fields can, changes the offense, changes the dynamic of the team, changes the locker room, people are excited to see what this kid can do. Okay, so here's my problem, though. The Seahawks, the Rams, the 49ers. They're going to beat up on each other. Okay, that's fine. But I think they're all going to have 10 wins. I think they're all going to have 10 wins. The Buccaneers are going to run away with that division. The Bears are going to have to win 10 games to make the playoffs. I think they'll win. I think they could win nine games, and I think it'll get them into the playoffs. Oh. I... I'm just telling you, Justin Fields. This is like your fandom, isn't it? It it, it? it is, but it isn't. Because I, I've i watched him, and I've watched highlights. I've watched games. I truly think 
he changes this offense completely. I will say this. I hope you're right. Do you? I do. Because here's the thing, okay? It's like with the Sox and Cubs. And really, like, two years ago when the Sox were losing 99 games, was it really that fun to beat them four out of six, five out of six? It's not fun to beat up on bad teams. Like this year, when, when the Sox beat the Cubs five out of six. Yeah, you better. They're literally rolling out, you know, Cole Schwindel or whatever his name is, is the biggest offensive threat. Like, that's not fun. As a Packer fan, really the last five, six, seven years, we we, we haven't had a rival in the division. We had the year that Rodgers got hurt, okay? And the Vikings had a year or two. The Bears won the division in 18. But again, I look at this and I'm like... And even that year, we split with you. Yeah. And then Rodgers got hurt. It hasn't really been a rivalry. Yeah. Like, I think it's been a rivalry in name only because, and even like going all the way back to Jay Cutler, I could always count on Jay Cutler throwing that pick in the third or fourth quarter that the Packers then took a three-point lead and it was 10. Or took a seven-point lead and it was 14. I could always count on that. And then with Trubisky, I could always count on it really not being a game after halftime. The NFC North needs the Packers-Bears rivalry because those are the two headlining teams in that division. For whatever it is, right, wrong, or indifferent, nobody cares about the Vikings. Sorry, Ethan and Ryan, good friends, Viking fans. Nobody cares about the Vikings. Nobody cares about the line. Literally nobody cares about the line. They're putting paper bags over They're putting their heads. paper bags over their heads and they have more empty seats than they do filled seats on a regular basis. The only two teams who can make this division relevant are the Bears and the Packers. And I think the Bears are going to. I really do. And so yeah. as a Packer fan, I need for the Bears to be good to give some relevance to our 13 and 4 this year. Yeah. And I, and I think the Packers win the division, obviously. But I am telling you, I think the Bears are competitive. I think with Justin Fields, they make that this team so much more enjoyable to watch. I think week one's going to be abysmal for Bears fans. But it, it has to be if we want to see Justin Fields. So I would agree. I'm, I'm picking Green Bay to win the division. It hurts to say that. But quick off the top, AFC champ. <laughs> Man. It's two teams. It's two I'm, teams. You know what? I'm rolling with nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. And, and I think it's either them or the Chiefs. I'm picking the Bills. I think Bills, Chiefs, AFC Championship, great game in Buffalo with those fans. Probably some snow. A lot of broken tables. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I think the Bills win the AFC. I, I think and I think the NFL will embrace that. I think fans of the NFL will embrace that because it's Mahomes is the golden child. Like the how Brady used yes. to be in New England. And everyone's like, please somebody beat him. Somebody beat him. It's like the the Chiefs are the new New England Patriots of the AFC. Can I throw a caveat onto this? I think it's the Bills. As long as you have fans in the stands. I think if we get to a point where COVID shuts everything down. Can't like. I can't. I don't want to envision that. 
But if it does, I think the Bills lose a lot. Yeah, they're, they're all things being equal, though. I think the Bills are the AFC champion, NFC champion. I can. I have a hard time saying this. I think it. I think if Green Bay doesn't win the NFC this year, Green Bay fans are going to be heartbroken. Yeah, and I think it's one of those. Speaking as a Packer fan, like the the zit. Like, I mean, it's almost like you're going out on a date knowing that you're going to break up at the end. Yeah. And it's either going to be a great last date and you guys kind of part ways as friends. Or it's just going to be a disaster from the beginning. And I don't really think there's any two ways for the Packers. I do think, like, this is the revenge tour. I don't know who or why Rodgers feels the you know so slighted, but you you know, if you give a mouse a cookie, well if you give Aaron Rodgers a chip on his shoulder, and watch out. So that's Packers Bills Super Bowl. Okay, I'm changing. I like this. I want Rodgers Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I want the OG. Chiefs Packers Super Bowl that everyone thought we would get last year. Right. I I I I want the let me let me say this. I want the Bills to win the AFC. I think the Bills will win the AFC. But what I want to see as a fan would be Mahomes, Mahomes Rodgers. Rogers. And I want a healthy Mahomes and, and a healthy, healthy Rodgers. Yeah. I don't want this one-legged Mahomes that we had last year. No. Now listen, one-legged Mahomes is better than 90% of the human beings in the NFL. Yeah. But I think a Chiefs Packers Super Bowl could be fun. I think it's going to be a Packers Bills Super Bowl. I think the Bills win. Rodgers just loses his mind in the Super Bowl. Quits halfway through. Like I think I think that they will go like there will be whenever that last game is coming for the Packers, like if they see it, I think Rodgers just goes on to blaze of glory. Yeah. So now I I think the Packers can win the NFC, but you keep thinking about Tom Brady, that Buccaneers team, and it's like I don't want to see another Patriot or like a Patriots and Giants. Like, I mean, really, it is the Patriots. I mean, it's Rob Gronkowski, Gronkowski, and Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know. I guess I'm pretty excited with. I would like to see. I don't know what would be more heartbreaking for Packers fans. I don't know if you want to get to the Super Bowl and lose or just lose in the NFC Championship again. Um, maybe the Bears will beat him in the NFC Championship. Who knows? And, and that was one thing that I tell people. Like, okay, like with the Bears. And like you have told me I'm crazy all the time. On some level, I envy the Bears fans. Because just making the playoffs feels like winning the Super Bowl. It does. It feels great. I mean, whereas, like, with, you know, like, being a Packer fan, being one game away from the NF, from the Super Bowl four times in recent memory, having the Seahawks situation back in 2015 where you're up 16 nothing. All you got to do is recover. All you have to do is let Jordy Nelson recover a ball. That goes away. 
Then all you have to do is not have defensive pass interference. And then you got Aaron Rodgers with a drive to win the NFC Championship game last year. Or not kick a field goal. With or not wins. kick a field I You look at all these, like, and I'm like, it, like, it hurts as a Packer fan. Okay, I'm locking in my pick. Because I'm going back and forth between the Chiefs and the Bills and the Packers and the Bucks. I'm locking in. I want Bills Bucks Super Bowl. That's what I want. All right. I'm going Bills Bucks. Bills win the Super Bowl. Brady doesn't get it. He comes back for one more year and then retires. So speaking of the Bucks, they open this season. So now we're gonna pick every single week one game. We're gonna pick every single game for the entire year. Week by week. We're not going to do that all this. That that would be terrible. Yeah, that would be a lot. So, just week one. Um, and then we're going to have some, our locks at the end. Uh, locks, you got to go against the spread, but just the picks. We're just going to go just straight money line. If you're putting a little parlay together, who you're taking week one. Start off boys and bucks. That's not even close. That's not even a conversation. Tom Brady is getting ring number 700. Buccaneers. Yeah, I think... When the banner goes up, the Bucks are going to play, and they're going to play well. And I got the Buccaneers winning Week One. Colt Seahawks, man, in Seattle, it's got to sway towards Russell Wilson's birds. I I would agree. At least Week One, I'm going to take Seahawks. Uh, Texans Jags uh, in the Who Wants to Be Worse Bowl. Um, I do think Trevor Lawrence. Week one win. I think the Texans are just an absolute dumpster fire. I mean, lit with gasoline. Uh, definitely taking the Jags there. Uh, Eagles, Falcons, again, one of those. By the way, I'm taking the Jags too, if anyone cares. I, I think, <laughs> well, I mean, if you, if, if you took the Texans, like, we, we would just quit doing the podcast. Like, well, I think any the- week, if someone takes the Texans, unless huge. Like I think the Texans have a chance to go 0-17. Um, I think that that's the team, if you're playing fantasy football, that you want to find the defense oh, that's absolutely. playing every week, a- a- like absolutely. the new Jets. So the Birds, the Bird Bowl, Eagles, Falcons. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles in the upset on yeah. this one, I think, week one. Um, I'm still just not sold on anything Atlanta, so I'm going to take the Eagles. Yeah, the Julio Jones Atlanta Falcons, you know, I don't really know if Matt Ryan is going to show up or you know Jalen Hurts and with the Eagles I just I think that he can have some success with them so I'm taking the Eagles Chargers and the football team I again I think this is an interesting I think this is probably one of the better games of the early window on Sunday um I'm gonna take charges and I'm super surprised that the line's only minus one to the Chargers. I, I think that speaks to Washington's defense. Yeah, I, I do. And, and they're playing at home. Um, I, but I, I have a hard time not picking Justin Herbert week one. I think, again, that Chargers team is going to be fun to watch this year. Um, so, so far, we've literally picked the exact same team. So, something's got to give at some it, point. It will. And I think this is when it gives. Steelers and Bills. I'm taking the Bills. I think this is one that could that's you, you know you were just talking about how the line is only minus one for the Chargers, so essentially you got pick them in that one. I think a touchdown favorite here for the Bills over the Steelers is quite a bit. But again, with us not picking against the spread on this, I think it's still the Bills. I mean, I think yeah. 
It's still the Bills. Okay, well, we're still the same. Niners, Lions. Niners. I it just it, it's the Niners. Yeah, I'm, I would have to pick the 49ers too. I think uh, Goff has. I think he might be throwing the ball to um, grocery store Joe from The Bachelor at this point. Um, I only know that because my wife is making me watch Bachelor in Paradise currently. And I kind of feel sorry for grocery store Joe. He can't find a girl. He might play wide receiver for the Lions. I have no clue what you're talking about. I understand that. But neither do the Lions because he could walk in in a full uniform and Jared Goff be like, i got to throw this guy this week. I've had to throw those guys last week. I got easy. I would. I would almost. Take I think this line is too low. I, I think I'd take alternate line in this game. Double digits. Yeah, I'd say 49ers by at least ten. Vikings Bengals. Joe Burrow, week one at home. Not enough against Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, the Vikings. Um, I I just think that so far though we've picked every favorite from every game, but I yeah I'm, I did not pick the Eagles over the Falcons. Oh that's right that's right we did take one upset, but I'm taking Minnesota. They're favorited in this game. I think that Joe Burrow we you know he's a good he's going to be good this year, but Vikings. When we were talking about the NFC North, I said nobody cares about the Vikings. Nobody cares about the Vikings. Bengals, big over the Vikings. Okay, there's, there's the first difference right there. Jets, Panthers, Panthers. <laughs> Panthers. Right? Nope. This is my other upset. Zach Wilson goes off. Off. First game of the season. Really? Jets over Panthers on the road. Okay, so two straight in a row were different. Cards, Titans. Again, I think a very good matchup here. Yeah, this is a good one. I really, truly think that, you know, we talked about Chargers-Washington. I think that Cardinals-Titans is just as good. I think our next game might be the game of the week. Might be. Um, I think, actually, I don't think it might be. I think it is. I don't know how it's not the Sunday night game. But this game, Cards-Titans, I got Titans at home. All right. I'm going with the Cards. I think Kyler Murray has a fantastic game. I think you see a little bit of rust with Tanny coming out. Um, I could also be completely wrong, but I'm going to take Arizona a little bit of a set. Browns, Chiefs. This is the game of the week. If you ask me, game of the week. It was a great game in the playoffs. I, I mean, I think it's Chiefs. I think it's easy Chiefs, but I think it's... I don't actually. I don't think it's easy, Chiefs. I think it's a. I think it's a touchdown game as the line projects it to be. But I think it's still a good football game. Patrick Holmes, Mahomes leads them down to the, uh, down the field. The end of the game, Chiefs win by a touchdown. I think the Browns are good. I think the Browns can win the division. I don't know if the Browns are there yet. And I think that this is going to be one of those games where. You know, this is kind of like when little brother thinks he's ready to challenge big brother. Yeah. Okay, let's go play one-on-one. Let's see what happens. Yep. I could very easily see, like you said, it's a touchdown game. But I could also see the Chiefs just be like, <laughs> you're not us. Right. I, I I got Chiefs by two touchdowns. Uh, Dolphins, Patriots. I think this sets the tone 
um, for the AFC East quite a bit. Um, I think New England combined Mac Jones, Nelson Aguilar. Um, I got New England running away from the Dolphins. I I love this Alabama quarterback matchup week one. You talked about that in your. I mean, Nick Saban should just he should go to that game. Go, yeah. I mean, half his. Last five years, half of the guys are playing. Right, and um, uh, I'm, I'm taking the Finns in this one. All right. I, um, I think Tua comes out, has a good game. Uh, I know it's in New England, but not cold enough yet to make a difference. Dolphins by a touchdown. The Horses and the Giants? Giants. I think Giants, Daniel Jones at home, healthy Saquon, Giants. Broncos. By at least six. Yeah. All right. Here you go, Josh. This is the game. It's okay. The line is too small. Well, and here's if it were in the Superdome with a full New Orleans crowd, four I say is good. Okay. But just for a second, can we talk about the research that went into this game and where to play it? I don't know if you read this article from CBS Sports. They did research. Where Rodgers had some of his best games and what stadiums and worst games. And Jacksonville was his worst. The most expensive flights from Wisconsin were to Jacksonville, Florida. And that's fine. But how, how much effort went into figuring out where to take Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers astonishes me. But I think that it shows... Like, can you imagine, like, you're handed this and said, hey, um, you got to figure out where, where to play this game. So, I think it's astonishing as, as as much went into this. But, like you said, it's still not the Superdome. No, it, and okay, I get the whole, oh, well, Rodgers didn't play well here and all that. Do you know when that was that Rodgers didn't play well? That was Probably. 2016. I mean, what was the last time that Rodgers played in Jacksonville? And here's the thing. I think they also thought... And it was week one. Okay. so here, But here's the next thing. They're also thinking... I think the Packers still play fine in the Superdome because it's indoors. Rodgers is electric indoors. I know one place they didn't want to play... Was AT&T Stadium in Dallas. For sure. Because Rodgers tears that place up every time he goes there. Should just be called Daddy Rogers Stadium. Well, and that's fine. But here's the problem. It's not going to be overtly humid. It's going to be 84 degrees and sunny on Sunday. It's still hot for Aaron Rodgers. It's Rogers. not, though. It was 90 up here today. Yeah. Well, eh. I don't think it matters. I don't think it does either, but I just thought it was astonishing at the amount of work that went into figuring out where to play this game. But petty. Yeah, well, eh. It's petty. Well, when you Packers, lose... Packers by 14, maybe 17. I, I would say Packers by at least two touchdowns. Easy. Bears-Rams. It's the Rams. <laughs> I think this line is way too small. Um, Way too small. I think there needs to be a one in front of the seven. Oh, I don't think it's going to be that bad. If... um. My one of my buddies at our draft um, said that he will be blown away if Justin Fields isn't in the football game in the second half. He's not. I, the only way he's in the football game is if Dalton gets hurt. And even at that point, I don't think you put in 
Justin Fields. Right. You don't want to risk that you, against you, that Who is the third? Nick Foles? Yeah. But I think you put well, in Nick Foles. Well, he might not even be active. But if that's what they're thinking, then he probably I mean, you, would you, be. You don't put Justin Fields in this football game. You don't. I don't care what it is. I think, very possibly, the Rams' defense could score more than the Bears' offense. Mm, I think that's very, very true. But So at that point... But here it is. It's week one. Anything could happen. Correct. Anything correct. could happen. You don't know. The Bears are very familiar with Matt Stafford. They are. They know him. It's fair. It's just like Elf. I know him. I know him. Rams by 17. Uh, Bears by a Justin Fields sneak at the end. You're really picking the Bears over the Rams. No, I can't. I mean, I'm like, so you're bad. Sitting here and I want like, to so bad. I'm sitting here saying that the Bears are going to be a playoff team, which are. I know. Every not. year I do this to myself, Josh. And I, I, <laughs> I need to just go into week one knowing we need to take one on the chin to that see you, Justin Fields. You, you are who Rams you by a billion. Okay, very good. At the end of the game, Matt Nagy says, screw the system. Here are the keys, Justin. Take us somewhere. And he takes us somewhere. I feel like Rams by a like lot. Organ music behind. Yeah, that. I need. Dearly beloved, yeah, need something. Uh, Ravens Raiders Monday night. Ravens by Ravens. ten. Yeah. So all right. So now our last section each week uh, is going to be our locks of the week. Um, and this one we have to go against the spread, and you can only pick a team one time. Fix it and forget it. And so this goes both ways. So if you pick a dog and they cover the spread, you're good. If you pick a favorite, they got to cover. So I think this one for me this week, I there are a lot of these games I hear where I'm like, well, this one's probably not even going to be that close. But then when I sit here, I'm like, I'm putting everything on the line right now. I don't really feel comfortable picking that. I think the Packers at minus four is way too easy of a pick for week one. I think I'm going to go with Buffalo minus six and a half over the Steelers. Um, my lock this week will be the Tennessee Titans at minus three at home against Arizona. I think them playing at home. Uh, I know you picked the Cardinals in that game, but... Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun watching Julio Jones and A.J. Brown run around the field. I think Tannehill's going to love it. I think the fans are going to love it. Tennessee by a touchdown, cover the spread. All right. That locks in week one. Uh, we'll be back hopefully about the same time next week. Might be a little early, might be a little late. But for uh, LR Weekly, this is Josh and Christian. Enjoy the football.